This is episode 9 of the Career Geek Podcast, where we talk to band manager Pete Smith, a.k.a. Sin. Hi there, my name is Kyle Evans, and today I'm going to be talking to Pete Smith. Pete is a band manager, and, well, first off, can you just give us uh, a brief background of what is your, what is your one-minute resume? My one-minute resume? Probably a little bit more than just a band manager. Um, I have been working in the music and entertainment industry for the last seven years, um, doing everything from event promotions and productions right through to managing bands and tours all around the country. Right now you're working with a band called Breaking Out Orbit? That's correct, Breaking Orbit, um, a, a four-piece four progressive rock band from Sydney. Um, strange story about Breaking Orbit, actually. I uh, found them on MySpace. Um, sorry, no, not even MySpace. It was Facebook, come to think of it. The glories and wonders of Facebook. Um, I actually found them through a friend that I added who was actually a former friend from high school, um, and he mentioned that he was at a gig the other night, and I asked him, oh, what gig was that? And he said it was a, you know, the band that he's in. And, oh, what band was that? And it just so happened to be this band, Breaking Orbit. Fell in love with the band, flew up to Sydney to meet the guys. Turns out that two of the guys in the band, two brothers in the band, I actually went to high school with. So, um, internet connections. So where does it start anyway of managing a band? Does it start with um, getting a degree or does it start with finding a band you like? Look, there's, there's a couple of different avenues that people take. Um, one of probably the, the key issues in the music industry today when it comes to managers is um, when the, the, the front man's girlfriend's brother decides that he wants free tickets to all their shows so he calls himself the band manager and inevitably... Oh, can I swear in this interview? Uh, why not? Fucks up their career. Um, secondary to that, you actually have people who have been within the music industry for a relative period of time doing you know, anything from um, working in sound and audio engineering right through to, to actually actual on-street promotions. Um, you know, you'll, you'll see a lot of people on Facebook and MySpace and stuff like that promoting their uh, guest list at different clubs throughout the city and stuff like that. That's, that's kind of like baseline promotions and people generally tend to work their way up from that. Um, there is a new trend within the Australian music industry in particular where people are actually finding that they need to get qualified because the music industry is becoming less about the music and more about the business, um, which is where people are finding that they need to actually have a basic understanding of, of simple business pr principles like basic accounting, uh, entertainment law and law in general, um, you know, ab ability to be able to read and understand and even potentially write a contract. So it's, it's, it's quite an in-depth um, learning experience, which anyone who's actually studying would probably end up wanting a, a bachelor, bachelor degree there somewhere along the lines and so, moving so on from there. So what about you? What, have you? Did you study before getting to events and band management? or? I actually grew up um, around music. I grew up around music from a very, very young age. My father used to actually work in the, the music industry um, and I would tour around the, the country with him with one of the, the artists that he was managing. And uh, it was, my dad will tell you stories about me as a young child being asleep in roadie cases backstage while the rock concert's going on out the front and people are screaming and cheering and I'm sound asleep. So I've basically grown up around it. Um, there was probably a time where, where I was that, that, you know, front man's girlfriend's brother wanted to be the manager of the band to get free tickets and fucked up someone's career. I've been there, done that, bought the t-shirt, wrote the book. Um, after fucking up one too many times, I basically decided, you know what, I want to take this seriously. I really like this. I like the scene. I like um, what the job entails, and I want to do this for a career. So I took myself seriously um, and went and started studying... Um, 
and basically bachelor, uh, a Bachelor of Arts majoring in Entertainment Business Management is the end result there. Okay, so can you tell us a bit more about if people want to be a band manager, what they should be starting to look at and what kind of aspect, what, what should they look for in a course? What they should look for in a course. Um, primarily, you probably want to be looking... Um, look, it's not hard to be re- working with a band. It's not hard to work with a band. I mean, it's, it's as simple as, do you know what a good sound is? Do you know what a good song sounds like? And if you can pick a good song, and if you can... Uh, I mean, I, I've had a little bit of practice in this where, where I'll listen to a band that's, that's kind of up and coming, and I'll flick through some of their songs, and I'll point out one song in particular that really kind of stands out to me because it's either A, it's radio-friendly, and I can hear it on the radio, or B, that song would work really well in this particular circumstance. Um, so it's probably less about studying the music and more about getting a basic understanding of, of, of basic business principles. Um, to be successful in this business, you need to understand business. Um, it's it's no longer just an industry; it's a business. Um, especially when you when when the entertainment industry goes from just being about a rock band putting on a show through to now it's a rock band putting on a show and and having merchandise and you've got to look after your stock control and managing your finances for your merchandise and then recording your albums and dealing having contracts with publishers and record labels and producers and and publicists and all of that kind of stuff right through to to synchronization and getting your music on on things like your guitar hero DJ hero stuff like that you know all of this stuff is stuff that would is being run by people who aren't in the music business, they're in the money-making business. I mean, you know, game developers who are making games about music, like Guitar Hero, they're not in the music industry, but they're seeing that there's an, an opportunity there to be exploited. They've got the business acumen and the know-how to do that properly, and they're, they're going and making millions of dollars out of the music industry, and the, the, the big wigs at the record labels are sitting there scratching their heads going... Why the fuck didn't we think of that? So what you're saying is you've got to be good at the business side. It's definitely the business. Um, the business will make or break you. Um, mm. I mean, it's accounting. I, I can't stress how important accounting is to everyday business, especially when you're managing a, a, the career of an artist. I mean, in essence, a band manager is less of a band manager, quote-unquote, more of a, um, a a financial manager or a, a manager of the, the, the band's, quote-unquote, business affairs. Um, that, in essence, is what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just probably a little more creative than managing, I don't know, say, um, a Chinese takeaway store. What, what did you say again were the types of courses people should be studying? Um, I definitely think that people should um, look into business management courses. Um, if you can find a business management course that has an entertainment or, or music slant to it, that is actually a really good thing to do, um, simply because it, 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 you get to learn the basic business principles, but then you also get to learn how those principles apply into the entertainment industry. Um, there are a lot of courses all around the country that are offered by many, many, many different types of institutions, um, but primarily you, you want to be you want to have some sense of business acumen about you. So business courses, um, you know, a certificate in small business management is a good place to start. It's where I started, mm. um, and, and moving from that into entertainment business management and 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 so on all right so say say a listener is, is is studying or about to study their you know get their degree in business management you know what are their options i mean how do you get into band managing or even even events managing how do they pursue pretty much say they've got a business management and they want to pursue something in the entertainment industry where do they go through what do they go to after they graduate that's a real tough one um 
See, the unfortunate thing about the entertainment industry is you, you do sort of have to know the best of both worlds. You know how to be a business manager, but you've also got to know how um, the entertainment industry works, particularly in, in the music business. It is a very fickle business, especially in Australia. It's a very small business and everybody knows everybody. What you need to do is infiltrate that circle of everybody. You need to basically know people. Um, once, you've got, once you know what you're doing, you need to put yourself in a position where you can connect with other people who know what they're doing. Um, so be that, be it through, um, you know, doing internships at, at, at different types of organisations, um, right through to, um, you know, going and, and, and working in, in basic street level promotions and stuff like that. Yeah, sure, it's not glorious to start with. It's not, you know, this spectacular thing to, to be doing, walking around the street begging people to come and be on your door list at, at the next, you know, uh, revolver event. But... At the end of the day, that's it's what it's all about. You know, it's your marketing, it's your promotion, it's your target markets, it's it's pushing, um, you know, pushing that entertainment side of things forward. Once you've got the basis of the business knowledge there, no worries. If you know what I mean. So. It seems like there's many avenues. You can be like yourself, where you, you seem to operate more individually. You're, you know, you're independent. Um, are there also agencies or, or studios you can go through? There are. There are quite a few agencies. There are quite a few studios. Um, my philosophy, and the philosophy of a lot of people nowadays, uh, is um, why would you want to be one? Like, why would you want to work with a huge agency? Sure, they've got the contacts, but if you can make those contacts, why would you want to work with those agencies where you're not the priority? Um, I mean, from from a band's perspective, if a band, like for example with Breaking Orbit I'm looking at at the moment, we're looking at a few agencies, and there is one agency in particular that I will not go and work with. Um, they are the biggest music entertainment agency in Australia. They have the biggest contact list, but because they are quite so big, um, they also have a large number of high-profile acts, which basically means that the act that I'm managing that isn't necessarily the highest-profile act on their books isn't going to be their priority. Whereas there are a few other there are a few other agents who have worked with these big agencies who have gone and started their own smaller agencies. They're the kind of people that I want to work with, simply because they 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 can prioritize certain bands and they can put people in certain positions and push people at the right time. When you've got when you've got an agency um, that has fifteen different agents and each agent has twenty five band, bands on their books, then you're basically fighting, you know another 450 bands just for a little bit of time with your agent and that's that kind of sums up exactly what the Australian music industry is starting to become like hmm. um, one other thing what about the money like you this isn't your full-time job but you do make money off being a band manager I do make money off being a band manager um, band managers don't make a set salary band managers it's one of those jobs that um, you're paid on performance in a sense um, it's all contract based. Um, I actually have, I've actually recently, probably four months ago, signed an eight year management deal with Breaking Orbit um, oh, nice. where I get a certain percentage of their takings. Um, so if they, you know, classic, classic example, if, if they go and play a big major support to, let's pull a band out of the air, uh, Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam come to Australia, Breaking Orbit are the main support, and they get offered $10,000 to play with Pearl Jam. Breaking Orbit get paid. They sell their merchandise, they get money from their merchandise, let's say they make $5,000 from their merchandise. So at the end of the day, they've walked away with $15,000. I get a uh, X percentage of that $15,000. 
it's not a huge percentage, but it is when you're talking in those kind of figures. Um, standard, to, to give you an idea, standard management um, percentage is anywhere between 12 to 20%. So, But um, is, is the lesson here that um, this is, if you do want to pursue this as a career, as an independent especially, you do have to consider the possibility of having to hold a second job. Absolutely. Um, I, I, unless, and until you get to a point where you... Um, are managing or, or working with a band that has a, a really solid reputation and is really well known around Australia, then yeah, get prepared to work a second, maybe even a third job. Hmm. Well, one more thing I want to talk to you about. Uh, we'll wrap this up shortly. The last thing I really want to know is this. This is uh, hold on. This is a world that I'm not overly familiar with. So, can you just give any advice to any? listeners who are, who want to pursue something maybe in this general area. Actually, no, sorry, I've got two more questions for you. <laughs> um, band managing seems to be a very uh, specific thing. If people are pursuing this career, what are some other side careers that they could um, look into, either as alternatives or as stepping stones? Within the entertainment industry, um, the entertainment industry is really great in the sense that once you're in, you're in. Um, and even, even if you're out, you can get back in. Um, Pretty much. It's, it's the kind of industry that you will learn different things about different jobs within the industry whilst on the job. If you are in the industry, then you will be in the industry for life. Um, so as a band manager, my options, for example, are because as a band manager, I've, I've managed tours of the country with my bands that I've worked with in the past. I've, I've uh, played the role of promoter where I've actually hired venues out and put posters on street signs and, and stuff like that and played the promoter and ran, run concerts and stuff like that. Um, I, I've dealt directly with agents and understand the whole concept of what an agent is. So, you know, if, if being a band manager fails, there are three other jobs there that I've got experience doing that I can actually put my hand into and probably get into relatively easy simply because I've got the experience, I've got the contacts already there. Um, and it, it, it really is all about the contacts. It's all about the people that you know. Once you've got that basic level of business acumen, it's about the people that you know because those people are the people who are going to put you in a position where you can either succeed or fail. So it kind of seems to me, now correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems to me that this is, being a band manager is a career that you can't aim towards directly in the same way that you'd aim towards to be, say, a sound recordist in the music industry. Is that, is that a correct assessment? Yeah, look, um, being a recording engineer, it's, it's not exactly an easy job, but it's a job that you can take training for and eventually get to a point where you're, you're qualified to do it and then you're doing it sort of thing, whereas... Being um, working in this particular industry on on this management side of things as an agent or as a manager or as a promoter, it's it's a luck thing. It really is. It's about it's it's probably about who you're lucky enough to meet, and when you're lucky enough to meet them. I've met some of the most influential rock stars and managers in the world. I mean, my I've I've had cigars with Bono side of stage at U2 concerts, and I've had lunch with, oh, with let's the Black go, Eyed let's Peas. Go, yeah, go through the whole list. It's I've, I've had lunch with Black, with the Black Eyed Peas at Centerpoint Tower in Sydney. Um, Guns and Roses. Yeah, you know, I've 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 had the the privilege of working with the promoter of uh, Guns and Roses um, show when they came out to Australia here a couple of years ago. Um, and, you know, got to hang out with Dave Draymond and the boys from Disturbed after their concert down in Adelaide um, two years ago. So there's, there's a lot of people that I've had the honour and privilege of meeting, but, you know, talk to those people about getting into the music industry and it's, it, it, it just doesn't work like that. It, you've, you've got to meet the right people at the right time. It's all about timing. It really is all about timing. So, yeah. It's, it's good fun. 
Um, I've I've met a lot of interesting people. I've let I've met a lot of wankers. Um, there are a lot of wankers in the music industry who get so full of themselves, and and. I think one of my pet hates is where the band manager's head is bigger than the band leader's head. You know, like the the band manager's got a bigger head than the front man of the band themselves. Um, I'm not going to name any names, but yeah, my favourite band, my favourite band in the entire world, has has this problem. So, um, yeah, it's it's a great career, but it's not a career that. You, you can just kind of walk into it's it's not a walk in the park it's a climb across it's climb across a set of mountains Mm. well uh let's wrap this up but is there any uh advice you want to give to listeners or maybe any areas that i failed to cover in my questions uh probably (laughs) i I mean it is a big topic but (laughs) strange funny little story actually i my first ever internship about eight years ago uh, i was working with a a rather camp uh, artist manager was working with some of the biggest uh, solo acts in Australia and I asked him a very similar question and he turned around to me and he said Pete, it's not about who you know at all, it's actually about who you're prepared to blow so yeah, it's actually probably not about that but I, I just thought that was a really interesting story but it, it really is, the music industry is all about networking the music industry is about putting yourself in a position um, where you're in the right place at the right time meeting the right people um, if you want to be in the music industry, don't sit on your ass at home and, and just flick through songs on Last FM or, or MySpace or Facebook and think that you're in the music industry because that's nothing. If you want to be in the music industry, go out to a gig, go see live bands, you know, do some reading, go buy a book, go, you know, do do all that kind of stuff that'll actually increase your knowledge base and will put you in a position where you're you're meeting people and get a freaking business card for Christ's sake. You know, the amount of people that I've met in this industry who don't even have a goddamn business card and just say, oh, it's all right, I've got a MySpace. And MySpace isn't a business card, people. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think it's, it's, it's all about where you put yourself and, and who you meet. So, yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me. Pleasure. Uh, one other thing. Uh, thank you also for, for, for being on Career Geek, but also thank you for being uh, the chairman of Midfirst, something I forgot to mention <laughs> in the introduction. That's perfectly fine. No worries. So thank you for running an excellent convention, uh, and yeah, thanks for being awesome. You've been listening to the Career Geek Podcast, a series of interviews with professionals working in all kinds of fields and industries relevant in some way to geeky interests, in the interest of learning about how exactly you get into these kind of awesome jobs. This is also a spin-off of the Canned Geek Podcast. Now that podcast is an hour-long discussion show of geek culture and news with myself and two other hosts, and you can find episodes of that podcast as well as more career geek interviews at www.cangeek.com, or you can subscribe on iTunes and follow the feed of both podcasts on there. And you can also check out cangeek.com for the most comprehensive and up-to-date guide to geeky conventions, meets and events happening in Australia, New Zealand and Tasmania. These episodes of Career Geek have been recorded during and after Midfur which is Australia's furry convention which was held from December 3rd to 6th, 2009 and is held every year in Melbourne in December. See, I began this project because two things converged in my mind. The first was that I noticed just how many members of the furry community worked in awesome and geeky professions. Robotics, special effects, animators, scientists, there's furries in those industries and more. The second thing was that I've been pursuing my own career aspirations and pondering questions along the lines of Am I employable in my field? So Career Geek is aimed at high school students, uni students, and really any geek who went to the movies or saw their doctor or played a video game and thought to themselves, I want to get paid to do that. 
As I mentioned, Career Geek was recorded around the time of Midfur, a furry convention which I'm proud to say I was working on as public relations and multimedia. It was a really fun event to attend and to work on, and it provided the perfect opportunity to talk to these furries about their awesome jobs. So I'd like to thank my fellow board members, the volunteers, our esteemed guests of honour, and every single attendee for making Midfur an amazing event. For more information on Midfur, you can visit www.midfur.com.au. That's M-I-D-F-U-R.com.au. All the links mentioned in this episode can be found in the show notes at cangeek.com, and I do plan on adding more episodes of Career Geek in the future, talking with both furries and non-furries. Lastly, and most importantly, I'd like to thank the voices behind all the people you hear in the Career Geek podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and talk with me and share your knowledge. Thank you for listening. Once again, the website is cannedgeek.com, and the music you've been hearing in the background is by Chicago Lolly. <laughs>